This episode of Pondering Nerdcast was brought to you by GamingRebellion.com. Join the community today at GamingRebellion.com, where it's more than just games. Hey guys, what's up and welcome to the Pondering Nerdcast, episode 20. And with me tonight is Nate Rowe. Yo. Alyssa Spector. Hey guys. And joining us tonight is Brazzle the Gamer. Hello, how are you yes, doing? Yes, uh, we're going to be talking uh, some Metal Gear 5. You know, it's it's been a pretty, I think this is what, their biggest release yet? Like it's worldwide, all platforms, you know, you can play it on a, you know, N64. No, I'm just lying, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot play it on N64. I ain't never seen N64 game with that kind of graphics. <laughs> it, it'll probably explode. <laughs> <laughs> the start screen will probably just explode. Like um, the, the entire console um but anyway uh, but before we get into the metal gear discussion i want to talk a little bit about this is going to be a very game-centric podcast today so we're going to talk about all things video games and kind of related and stuff and some funny shit yay yay, yay. yay. <laughs> so uh let, let's start off with something something i guess you could call it serious um i'm sure you guys know about machinima right um, they, oh, yeah. they're like everywhere they're, they just kind of came out of nowhere and just blew up like a monstrosity that it is um so apparently i didn't i mean i knew they got in hot water about a year ago actually no two years ago with um gamers and how they were saying that um people were saying that people who work for them they had to endorse certain games or whatever uh, but i never really follow up on it but apparently they've been in court with the ftc and they uh had to settle <laughs> with them they don't really mention if I'm not if I'm reading this right. They don't mention what the settlement was like in monetary means. Um, but yeah, did you, any of you guys heard about this? Like besides knowing that they did get in trouble, I didn't even realize it went this far. Well, to break it down for the viewers as to why uh, they got in trouble was that they basically had some um, Machina was paying some YouTubers who had a lot of followers, a lot of subscribers. Um, to promote Xbox One, um, to you know, to 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 blow it up, to make it seem larger than life, mm. and the that in itself is not illegal. But the part that was illegal was they were not telling people that they were paid to say so, and they needed some sort of little disclaimer at the bottom. And like, it, it's a, it's such a fine line, you know what I mean? Because with something like that, I mean, it, it just shows how you need to watch your P's and Q's, you know what I mean, as you start getting into it. Like, it's kind of funny. Me and Tony were talking about uh, having a passion that you want to monetize on, and a lot of people do that with video game journalism. They take the time and effort to make their own videos and make their own content and stuff like that, all with the hopes of one day monetizing on it. But as soon as you do monetize on it, that's when all the problems starts. It seems like <laughs> there's yeah, always definitely. somebody trying to get your shit. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. trying to get sucks. paid, man. Trying yeah. to get paid. You know what I mean? Right. And FTC ain't gonna have it. Not, <laughs> Not without a disclaimer. Know, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing that you have to like disclose that you're being paid to to talk about this. Oh yeah, like you know, you see on the bottom of any, any commercial, it says this is a paid endorsement or or this is a you know paid advertisement. You know. Uh, yeah. These are not real say, actors or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Dramatization. So, yeah. <laughs> so you can yeah. say like, oh, this game's awesome. But, you know, you're actually lying because you were just paid to say that it was awesome. Or? Yeah. yeah. What, you, what you're saying is the $50,000 check is awesome. So therefore, this game is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Machinima paid this 50000 I do not know. I don't have any knowledge of how much Machinima paid these people to do these things. So. Um, but I think, I mean, yeah, I would say it's kind of awesome that you get paid to do this sort of thing. But at the same time, it's like, you know, as a, uh, a consumer of games, um, before I even start doing podcasts and stuff, I was watching personalities like Adam Sessler and I would hope that he would give me an honest review. Oh yeah. Based on his opinion, Definitely. you know, versus I mean, I knew he got paid to give reviews from a channel. I mean, he didn't get paid from the companies themselves. And I, I believe I remember him talking about on one podcast he was on that how companies would send him graphics card, like $700 gra- graphics cards. So they would, you know, so he would, um, you know, kind of lube them up a bit and uh, <laughs> give a give a glowing review or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. I've always wondered, like, and I'm not saying they do it, and they have some great people at IGN, and I'm not saying anything. Uh, I'm I'm not trying to call them out or anything, but it does seem a little odd that, um, you know, for like a week straight, anytime you would click on an IGN video, you got a Metal Gear Solid freaking advertisement. Didn't oh, matter. Yeah. I mean, it was it was un, it was unrelenting, man. I mean, just anything you clicked on, Metal Gear Solid was thrown in your face, and then Metal Gear Solid comes out. Boom, 10 out of 10. And it's like, I'm not saying that it didn't deserve a 10 out of 10 because I haven't played it personally, but my kind of thing is when you're – because obviously if IGN is going to run ads like that, they were paid to run those ads. How are you going to run ads like that for a week, two weeks straight and then give it a shitty review? You know what I mean? I I feel like there's like that catch-22 and again, it just goes back to when there's there's dollars involved – you can't piss the wrong people off. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. Like, um, I think one one good uh, example of that is uh, Apple. If you don't, if it's, when Steve Jobs was alive, he had this thing where, if um, uh, I believe if a, like an uh, a journalist would say something bad about their product, he would like reach out to their marketing department or the PR department and tell them that guy's not allowed at the next conference. Blacklist him because <laughs> wow. yeah, he he tried to control the narrative of that. Um, and there's been a few. They, apparently, there's this infamous list. It's never been revealed, but it's you know there are some report reporters that I've heard that said that yeah they got they don't they don't get any more invites to. Um, Apple events, or even they don't even get them sent review review units anymore yeah. because of because they didn't say something nice about a particular product or service that they put out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, you piss off the wrong people, man. <laughs> it's like it, it can cost you something. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, well, uh, Machinima, I good luck. Well, Machinima's got. They got money now. I mean, yeah, they, they've yeah. been around long enough. They're able to produce some some really uh, tight stuff. So yeah, they got yeah. they got a little money to cover this cost. But I mean, you know, they'll know better for next time at least. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but then moving on to uh, some, st- uh, I guess you could call it, yeah, some Star Wars news, kind of sort of related. That should be like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so um, EA, as you all know, is the one that's publishing um, Battlefront, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, I should say, not just Battlefront, but yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. And um, uh, for the last couple of years, they've ran this thing called a server browser, and uh, which pretty much allow you to customize your server in many different ways. Um, and, you know, gamers seem to love it. Um, but this particular game will not have this feature and people are pissed off. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I've never used a server browser for anything. I think the only time I ever actually saw it because I was kind of bit on a boycott of EA games. <laughs> and it was just I think the last time I, I first time I saw it was when I played the demo for um, Hardline. Uh, the um, first person shooter war thingy. I forgot the name of it, but yeah. And I was a bit confused when I first saw it. I was like, what is this? Why am I in a browser? What am I doing? I don't understand. There's so many buttons. What am I doing? Does anybody else, <laughs> anybody knows knows more about this than I do? Because I don't really see what the big deal is besides the customization being gone. They had yeah. this on Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4. I'm pretty mm. well. I'm not sure if it was on Battlefield 4 originally, but I think it is now. I'm not sure. I haven't played Battlefield 4 in a long time, but I know for sure it was on Battlefield 3. And um, I'm going to tell you that this is a great change, and I'm going to explain why. Okay. Mm. Little kids are bastards on this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will go ahead and say it like that. Goddamn okay. 12-year-olds. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me break it down how, what, what a server browser is some of the viewers. A, a server browser, what they're saying is basically in Battlefield 3, you could have – if you paid for your own browser, you, you paid them, mm. you could get your own uh, server. You could get your own little thing that people could connect to and, you know, find via the the multiplayer search list and stuff like that. Right. And you could set your own settings as far as no rocket launchers, no, you know, only this map is played or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make your own rules to your own server Mm. and you could you could make, I think, uh, a couple people 
like active admins where they could also change the settings or something like that. But anyway, what it would turn into was if you joined into a server, started kicking ass, and one of the admins was in there, and his ass was the one who was getting kicked, mm. you would immediately be kicked from the uh, kicked from the game, like <laughs> for no reason other than you were just doing well. You know what I mean? Uh, there there would be ones where, like I said, they would say no rocket launchers. It's freaking battlefield. Like <laughs> that's the whole point is destruction, like de- destroying everything. Like what the fuck are you mean? No no rocket launchers. You know what I mean? Like uh, I. No, take it no. away. Yeah, what, they're, what they're talking about is giving yeah, – they, they said in the article, if you go and read the article in the description, it says something about you know, it will have uh, um, multiplayer ranked uh, ranked multiplayer or something like that. Mm. But um, Ozzy, yeah. See, he doesn't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So you know, the, I like that even keel, that, that give me some modes. Let me go in and play. It's going to be fun as long as I can hook up with my friends. Battlefield 4 was awful. You could not – you cannot get in the same squad with your friends when the game first came out. It was literally broken. So um, hopefully that they won't have those issues upon release. But yeah, dude, I like the even keel. Fuck that browser server shit. And I know okay, I'll get okay. catch shit from any PC gamer that hears that shit. But sorry. No, I mean, hey, I'm a PC gamer, and I didn't like it when I saw it on um, that demo for Hardline. I because I was like, I, this is different. I don't really. Why do I need to do this? Any of this stuff? Because <laughs> because I find it strange. Like when I hit launch game, my browser would open up, and then it would go into this what seems like endless choices just to play the fucking game. And even when it launches, it then freezes because apparently I didn't know what I was doing. So it's... Like, um, Tony, you said you don't play a lot of online multiplayer, but let me put it in... Let me put it in terms that you could understand. So uh, Mega Man. Say your friend could have the power to say, okay, you can play Mega Man, but you can't use this type of weapon, which is probably going to be one of the most essential ones. You can't you, – you have two lives and no power-up refills. <laughs> and if you look like you're about to beat the boss, I'm going to kick you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't give too many douches that type of power. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm, okay, I'm okay with this not being a thing. Because, you know, my experience playing Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, has always been on an even playing field. Uh, you know, you got what you get. You go in there. You try your best, you know. Uh, and I'm, 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 I didn't realize this was even going to be an option. I hope it doesn't become an option at any point. That's but, um, the sad yeah. part is it might. Because you know how game companies are nowadays. Enough people complain about it. Right. They will eventually, if they think it will sell more units, they'll eventually put it in there. You know what I mean? <sighs> that makes me sad. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. But uh, don't listen to them, EA. I can't believe I'm saying that. But you know, <laughs> you're talking to EA. Yeah, it's like no, EA, don't listen to them for this don't, one game. Don't do it. The rest of the crap you do, you should listen. <laughs> <laughs> EA Sports. This shit is weak. This shit. It's just not working. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Moving on to the next topic here. Um, this is, I would say, it's related to one of the episodes we did with Howard Scott Warshaw. Um, An ET cartridge that was dug up in New Mexico. Uh, when was it dug up? Like this year or late last year, I believe it was. Oh, no. This was, <laughs> that was back in, I want to say 2012 was the actual dig. And then, like, the mm. documentary came out in 2013. Dude. I want to say. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Ah, I'd okay. I'd have to look up. Well, it's been a couple of years so yeah. far. And um, so one of the cartridges um, recently sold for a whopping $100,000. Like, to be exact, uh, 107,900, uh, no, nine, <laughs> a lot of money. I can't do math. A hundred is over $100,000. It's very interesting um, numbers going on there. And, um, and apparently um, uh, the city of whatever yeah, they're gonna get like thirty uh, $36,000 $35,000 no $65,000 out of that sorry about that nice. um, well, at least it's going to the town yeah, yeah, and sure. not into somebody's greedy pockets yeah, yeah. I would love to hear uh, Howard's um, response 
to that because that's a, it's pretty freaking sweet to go for that much, you know, like an ET cartridge from like 19, you know, from the 80s. Yeah, the uh, one, one that they couldn't the give time. away in the 80s. <laughs> uh, yeah, now everybody wants it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, uh, it's nice to know that his, his games went over to, to funding a town, so. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, it's helping out and... Um, it may have been considered one of the worst games ever, but it's helping a lot of people out now. So, yeah, that's good. It's, it's, I like you know. to. I'd like to know what his thoughts were on. Um, did he? Conan O'Brien played. Uh, play actually played the the ET game on an episode of uh, his Clueless Gamer show. <laughs> his oh. Clueless Gamer. That was pretty freaking funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I'm wondering if the. I'm wondering if the like city made him pay that, or if he just gave that willingly. Does it say in the article? I'm, I'm um, trying. I'm trying to look it over again, but it's like an auction. The city's holding, from what I can understand. I think this is like an auction from the city itself via eBay. Uh, yeah, so yeah. they're they're taking a cut for whatever reason well you're um, essentially selling trash from the city's <laughs> yeah, true so you know, it kind of belongs to the city at that point you know being in in the freaking desert for 30 odd years yeah i'm pretty sure that the governor of that town of alamogordo i think is how it's pronounced yeah um, and i only know that because the game over et game over documentary but um i think the the mayor of that town said uh, something to the effect of, you know, if anything valuable comes out of it, it goes to the city or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause they were scared because apparently there were other rumors of like, uh, what do you call them? Radiation pigs. Yeah, they, <laughs> it was it was some yeah. sort of some sort of infected pigs that they buried there, and apparently they didn't want to like dig up a bunch of those and pollute the area. And I was yeah. like, I was like, why would you bury pigs with? what the <laughs> graphics yeah. on the documentary were awesome when the zombie pigs came out yeah, oh. right. that's <laughs> yeah, that's how that. the walking dead was gonna start apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but it seems like uh other cartridges has gone for a pretty hefty um price as well uh from what i'm looking here did another... that game work i, I wonder does, does it say in the Mm, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I think some people who have them has shown that it actually they still run, but not to you know not not any length. Like it didn't sit there and play like three hours of it or anything. But um, <laughs> but um, I just paid over a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for this ET cart that's been buried for thirty years. Yeah, I'm next gonna th- play it for three hours. Oh, <laughs> if I'm reading this right, somebody odd oh, that dude's gonna be pissed. Whoever just paid a hundred thousand dollars for it, mm. um, somebody is saying he's still holding on to two hundred ninety-seven ET cartridges. <laughs> I don't oh. know if that I don't know if that came from the dig now, but that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, he's thinking he might put them on sale if and when another film about the burial comes together. Mm. Um, well, you know, the one who di- the the guy who directed the the documentary. Mm. Zach Penn. Yeah, Zach Penn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that'd be very cool. Um, you know, I would I would assume that most of these um, cartridges probably ended up in some museums around the world. Um, well, yeah. Apparently, yeah. A hundred cartridges in twenty three. Uh, and 23 other cartridges was given away to museums as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this is pretty cool. Um, I think Howard should see some of that money. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah, There's like... much shit as he's yeah. given sometimes for that fucking game. I think oh he deserves some of that shit. Yeah, um, like, seriously, like, everybody else is profiting off of this, and it seems a bit like, I don't know. But, I don't know. Well, when we... Hashtag if we, get Howard paid. Yes, get yeah, let's, get, let's get, get that trending. Yes, definitely. Yes. Let's start a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Just have Howard cry in the corner Indiegogo. or something. No. <laughs> Indi- yeah, Indiegogo is probably better because you get to keep whatever money you get. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, moving on to the next topic here. Uh, so Google, the giant, the monolith, the search whatever engine people over there in wherever they're from, um, <laughs> has decided to take on Twitch with YouTube gaming. Now, I have the app for my phone. I got to say it's pretty slick. 
Um, it's fast. Uh, it works well with Chromecast from what I've seen. I've even streamed on there as well. And uh, it works pretty good, in, you know, but for the computer, the only thing, well, I'll get into it a little bit later, but yeah. YouTube gaming, guys. You guys excited? Yeah. I'm excited. And apparently it says uh, PlayStation 4. It will support live streaming on YouTube gaming. So they're jumping on the bandwagon. Very cool. Very cool. It makes sense. There's. Go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. Oh, no. uh, Just it makes sense because like some of the most famous people now on YouTube are like the Let's Players, you know, so it it, kind of makes sense for them to for YouTube to start doing this since they have so many gaming channels um that people subscribe to. Yeah, that's true. That my only like I guess my first question about this, right? It's not like you couldn't stream via YouTube before. Um mm-hmm. it, it, you you could. It's just it was a bit difficult, but once you got it up and running, you could just stream. Why the need to actually create like a separate section and a, and a separate app? And I all think, that, you know. I think the reason behind that is, and this is just from all of my experience with, you know, Twitch and and, and now just just constantly intaking, you know, video game media. Mm. Um, Twitch has, you know, their 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 sites set up in such a way that you know you can just look for a game and find however many people that are just streaming it. Yeah. And on top of that, it features all the big names, you know, streamers right up on the main page. So as soon as you load up, if you're following some of the big name streamers and you're like into that kind of stuff, it's like, hey, so-and-so's already on. Let, you know, I'm just going to click in here. Um, and YouTube gaming, what the difference between YouTube gaming and just regular YouTube is that when you search for stuff on YouTube gaming, you're actually getting just gaming content like uh, let's say you want to look up somebody streaming. I don't know. Um, Madden 15, you know, mm. just, just an example. I don't even, I thought they, they may have changed the numbering configuration on the Madden games, but whatever. Um, so Madden 15, you want to watch somebody stream Madden 15. So you type in just Madden 15 and instead of, well, I mean, this isn't going to happen, but you know, instead of on YouTube, instead of Madden 15, you get a bunch of old John Madden videos from whenever he was like <laughs> actually commentating on like, you know, his, his, you know, professing his love for Brett Favre right. and, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's like, no, I don't want to see this. I want to see the game Madden. But, um, with YouTube gaming, it filters all that extra stuff out and it's only playing or it's only giving you, you know, people actually playing mm. streaming Madden 15 or and after after the live stream search results, it's all just like you know your reviews or or you know let's plays or whatever that was done in the past under that. So mm-hmm. it just gives gamers a lot better, a uh, lot more options in searching for what they're looking for, so they don't have to wade through all the crap uh, when doing search in YouTube. Mm. Some of and, that stuff is crap too. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was, I yeah. Was, I was looking through streams the other day, and I can't remember for the life of me what game it was that that I clicked on. Um, but I clicked on some, you know, I clicked on a game to see what streams were going on, and there was one stream where like, like the main video was this chick who was painting. Yeah. It was just like this chick painting, and it it was just it, it was just her painting, and it was like. Oh, you you can email me this and and I'll uh, I'll send you a it's like she was like selling paintings of, uh, of game characters like she had a Yoshi she had a then she had a oh, Batman yeah, symbol yeah. And, interesting uh, and stuff and I was like this is cool but you're kind of abusing the medium you know what I mean like this is right. not where this is supposed to be you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, sorry, oh, so up, so <laughs> so YouTube doesn't have more of a gaming community guidelines like because um, I know Twitch they from their terms of service that I read that you can stream your own music if you own it um, like oh you could do like concerts via Twitch if you know if you want to um, and uh, also they you can like you know you stream your video games or a video game type show. So uh, the YouTube gaming, they they haven't like laid out a community guidelines besides, you know, no boobs or, you know, like, <laughs> like what exactly, do you know, does anybody know anything exactly about that from 
I don't think that there's, I mean, there might be, might be some kind of guidelines. Um, but I don't, I haven't seen any yet. Mm. I guess, I guess the, um, the big, the big problem with it is, um, content that you don't own. And, you know, you're, you, you've 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 had problems with copyright strikes on YouTube in the past. You know all your let's players who you know they'll do a let's play of Super Mario Brothers, and Nintendo immediately says, "Nope, that's mine," and they take the ad revenue from it. Right. Or any time you know anybody uploads anything Konami related, mm. as as in maybe a gaming rebellion live stream of Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain and exports it to YouTube. Mm. As soon as it hits YouTube, Konami takes all the audio off, so you can't tell what's going on in the stream. Uh, which happened yeah which happened to uh my stream from tuesday night um so the worry there is you know if you're streaming to youtube there's a lot more of a chance that you're going to get copyright strikes against you and if you're a big name youtuber or like all your content is on youtube Mm. um and you're streaming something like that then there's there's this worry that youtube is going to take down your channel and you're going to lose everything and you don't really have that with Twitch. You don't have that problem with Twitch mm. uh, as, as often as, as far as I know. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess that's kind of a, you know, some kind of a weird guideline because YouTube always has had those uh, copyright bots that crawl through videos and make sure you're not, you know, oh, st- yeah. stealing yeah. content. So, mm. I mean, I guess that's kind of a restriction or a guideline. And it's a, I would say from personal experience, it's a pain in the ass oh, yeah. to contact anybody at YouTube about this because I think that happened to one of our streams with um, Mickey, which is one of our streamers, um, where she was playing a game Life is Strange and they have like licensed music in the soundtrack for the game. Yeah. And Twitch yep. and YouTube both muted, like Twitch muted half of the show and then YouTube decided to mute the other half. <laughs> so, oh no. <laughs> it, it, like, oh. and you, and you know, you hit them back like, Hey, um, this is a game I bought. Uh, you know, I, you know, it's, it's the music you're hearing is from the game. So mm-hmm. if yeah. you had an issue, go hit them up. <laughs> it's like, you know, like I'm trying to monetize this shit. Like, come on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Um, but I would say, um, streaming to it, it's a lot easier now. Um, you know, it's pretty much like right there on the page. Um, the only thing I don't like, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but I noticed like the little chat box, you can't pop it out like you can do with Twitch and, um, you, it just, the chat that seems to continue, like mm-hmm. you can't clear it. <laughs> it's yeah, just, yeah. It's like conversation from before. It's still here. It's like, like, oh man, how are these, all these comments on my stream that i just started yeah oh it's from the last time yeah and it's kind of annoying and um from what i understand you you can't do any um because i know with twitch you can do all these like you know really cool scripting where people when someone like subscribes like something pops up and whatever so i'm guessing right now youtube hasn't doesn't have any of that stuff as far as i know it doesn't but it may in the future but one thing i did want to mention you you were talking about the comments Mm. uh from before, and I just just remembered this. This just popped in my head. I uh, was looking through my Google Analytics uh, mm. for my for my YouTube page yesterday, uh, and anal. it was like Sorry. I just saw this spike of three hundred comments. And I'm like, where the hell did this come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who the hell's who the hell's commenting on my videos? I don't see it. I mean, I I I don't even have that many you know comments on or that that many views on on most of my videos right so look it up and they add all of those chat all that chat log they add it to your comments in the google analytics Uh. so it kind of screws with your with your view of it now i don't know i i didn't look too deep on it but you know you might be able to filter those out because google analytics is pretty powerful but yeah but yeah yeah, i mean that was just an initial shock it's like where the hell did all those comments come from? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, and, and there have been other competitors to Twitch. And um, I guess uh, Google is like the first one that like, has the resources to take them on. I don't really know if Twitch is like you can topple Twitch at this moment um, because it, it's like so ingrained <laughs> like with with gamers yeah. now like that's where a lot of people go to yeah, if you I mean, it's, it's almost yeah. it's almost uh twitch is almost synonymous with streaming with yeah. streaming yeah yeah it has its yeah. own con now 
Oh, it does. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. TwitchCon. I can't remember if, if they had one this year or if the first one's next year. But I remember reading an article. Yeah, there's going to be a TwitchCon. So, like, what, wow. is, what exactly are we going to I, do? I, have, I, 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 did, I wasn't ready for follow-up, but... There's if you look it up, I promise you. There's, uh, there's no, I'm, definitely, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to like guess like what they what, what what would they talk about there? Like, all right, well, we they have probably bring in some of the I mean there's some there's some people with a lot of followers. Like oh, there's right, there's right, some people right. you know, so they'll bring in and, and I'm sure this will be a good opportunity to bring in celebrities, um, you know, and just pay them a little bit to act like they're gamers for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is and, uh, you know. may I just say, okay. I've been gaming for a long time, and I'm sure that celebrities are people, too. I recognize that. But when you start coming into my world and then you just you just decide, I'm going to join Twitch and stream some shit and get like millions of views. Like, you know what, motherfucker? You, you, you know what? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like just just go somewhere else. OK, because well, a lot like, of people are doing that shit to make a living like there was a bunch of guys yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we i mentioned greg miller earlier the kind of funny video guys um all every one of them left uh, ign mm. um and started their own stuff and used uh, and now their main site is patreon but mm. they almost everything goes live on twitch um as you know the initial as the initial recording uh, well, okay yeah I, I mean i've got a a little bit of little anecdote on on the whole making money on Twitch. I have a very very like close personal friend of mine that I've known since we were both very young, um, who is now streaming on on Twitch, and she started um, just like two months ago. Okay, and she now has over two thousand followers. Wow, and she is wow. actually like making money. Wow, okay, and she cool. she has she does, she's not she's no longer working at a regular job. <laughs> what? She, <Wow. laughs> she, uh, she she needs streams, to teach me. <laughs> she streams like fourteen hours a day. Wow. Oh, okay, yeah, six six to seven days a week. She will stream fourteen hours a day, and she has made all of these connections. Uh, with people all over the world from like previously, previous to, to her streaming, because all she did, you know, whenever she games, she played all these online games that are popular to play on Twitch now. Right. And she just play them on Steam and she just had all these friends on Steam. So she jumped over and all these friends told their friends and their friends. And then, you know, now okay. she's got she's got a following and she's and she is rapidly growing. She keeps setting these stretch goals and just keep smashing them. So I mean it's it's like it's almost completely viable now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know she she's doing really good and it's and I'm I'm proud as hell of her. Um yeah. So it's it's really neat. I I, I don't know if I have 14 hours to dedicate to streaming, but yeah, I know. Um, no. you know, if you were case, getting paid, I mean if you could make a living on it though, you know, what yeah, I mean? like you didn't yeah. have any other responsibilities other than streaming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean hers hers is her income on that is largely supplementary because you know her uh her living boyfriend, her long-time term boyfriend, he actually works for NVIDIA. Um, oh, well. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he's, he's a technical artist for them. So, you know, that's, that's all they do. I mean, that's just their life. Their life is gaming. Ah, and it's, okay. it's, wow. it's, it's enviable to a point, but, you know. <laughs> but they, work, they work very hard. I mean, it's she, like, I love you, yeah. but I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'm fascinated by the whole streaming concept and everything like that. Like, I built my computer more or less around to edit videos but apparently in the in the in the like in between there apparently i can stream very well now yeah. <laughs> so but i haven't t- take it on very seriously i haven't gone into the production level that i've seen some of the top streamers have been doing mm-hmm. you know the whole green screen stuff and whatever and um you know i, I just haven't dedicated that much time to it um i mean i would like to and and if i could make money off of doing it like that'd be great but um you know but hey for people who are doing it awesome you know that's freaking awesome like you you could just yeah could you just imagine like meeting people like at a bar or something and like someone asks you like so what do you do for a living (laughs) motherfucker i stream (laughs) what you do Play video games all day and stream about it, and I get paid. Yeah, money. I mean, as awesome as that is, <laughs> like, I and and not not to take away from your friend at all, Brazil. But one thing that kind of irks me though is like how much easier it is for a chick to get that big of a following 
compared to a dude who might be streaming 14 hours a day, you know, you know trying the, to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm just looking at like, I, I follow some like, maybe not on Twitch, but I followed like, um, you know, some channels on YouTube. Like I've, I've watched videos from like uh, Game Grumps and Markiplier and they have huge followings and it seems like more the male gamers have followings than the female gamers so you know so hearing that this girl is just staying at home and has all these views i find it very i find it amazing so i don't know it seems like every time i go like just searching for random streams if there is like some hot chick just streaming something whatever even if you could tell like it's her first time streaming she might have a hundred viewers and like that's a shit ton of viewers to have at once. Well, you know well, I, mean? I mean, you also you so. also got to look at it as yeah, she's got a hundred viewers because you know maybe she's a hot chick and she's got a hundred viewers. But then you see all these these you know these more successful male gamers who are got thousands upon thousands of viewers at one yeah, time. That's true. You don't see a lot of women at that level. Yeah. yeah. Well, not and don't get me wrong. I wasn't trying to say that in a sexist oh, no, no, way. No. As far as I, I you understand. Know. But yeah, it, you know, it was de- it just it kind of seems like sometimes girls use that to their advantage, at least for the the Twitch following, at least sometimes. But uh, you know, I, I totally feel y'all's point as far as yeah. um, there's there's definitely comparison in the other direction too. Yeah, so. and I, and I believe that Twitch came up with some new policy or uh, where that you couldn't show certain like you can't show cleavage, no, or you you could like yeah they kind of like bring it down to make it more of an even playing field for everyone. Um, well, streaming feel, I should say. Well, and, um, and you, you know, you can't even say that just a, about women too. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I had seen, I had seen, you know, dudes on there prior to this stuff went in effect and they'd be, you know, you know, these six pack ad, like just, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're just gaming without their shirts. On like, and, look at me, bro. And it's, and it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a ton of views. What streams so, are you watching? Really good. Tony, you know, like, he's like, hey, I'm on that one. <laughs> Six, I'm, an, I'm an equal opportunity gamer. That's all I'm yeah. I watch them all. I mean, some people too take advantage of it. Obviously, right? There was that big story where uh, the the guy, I think his wife was asleep or something, and he ended up like doing stuff to her while. You know, oh yeah, like, like, yeah. Yeah, it was a big story. Um, but yeah, so some people abuse it, and you know. I get, yeah, I, I could definitely see your boy. It, it goes both ways, you know what I mean? But yeah, but, <sighs> but yeah. I, I just want celebrities to stay out of it. Just yeah. let, let, let everybody else. This is our niche. You stay over there. You you already have your millions of fans. Okay, you, yeah. you you stay away. You're stay away. Famous and have tons of money. Hell you don't yeah. have to. You don't yeah. have to come into our turf. Like, unless, like, unless you built yourself off of that, like someone like Felicia yeah. Day, right? Who's, yeah, who's like really into gaming, and she's obviously into it, and right? Yeah, like and yeah, unless well, that Aisha Tyler, I'd watch her. I'd watch her stream. Oh yeah, I would love to watch her stream. Yeah, um, I'd watch her stream just to hear her curse all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, let's move on to our uh, you know meat. I guess you could call it discussion topic uh, for tonight is. Um, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five, pain, pain in the Phantom of the Limbs, or yes. something. TPP. Yes. T P P P P P P T P P P P P T P. It's just fun to say. Metal Gear Solid Five. So it's T P P P P P P. Yeah, Kojima would be very excited. YouTube. So it got released. This, uh, I would say, yeah, just recently this past Tuesday, right? Yeah. Tuesday. This yep. past Tuesday, which is actually, you know, it's now um, September 3rd, 2015. So you do the math. You go back in time and find out where that is. And um, it's, and I think this is the first time it's been released on multiple platforms, like everywhere, you know, except for Nintendo. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the... Uh the last metal gear game that got released on multiple platforms on its initial release mm. was, um, you know, I don't, I don't think any of them on initial release. Mm. Uh, the only ones that have metal gear solid two was released on, uh, the Xbox after a couple, I want to say about a year or so when they released the, uh, metal gear solid two substance pack. Mm. Um, 
Metal Gear Solid 2 was originally released on the PlayStation 2, of course. But uh, then it was released on the Xbox like a year or so later. Uh, and that was the last like real big cross-platform one until they started doing the HD collections uh, uh-huh. a couple years ago when they released the HD collections for both uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Oh, but okay. this is, yes, this is the first Metal Gear game that upon initial release was released upon or released on multiple platforms at the same time. No, nice, nice. And uh, I mean, I, I saw some beta gameplay before it came out because there's there's a lot of footage around this oh, yeah. game, like a ton <laughs> of fucking footage. Yeah. And one thing that I've noticed from the beta, I don't, I'm not sure, I haven't seen any of the like the finished product gameplay uh, as of yet. Besides, you know, horses, the horse shenanigans that he does. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's, did they keep that part where, because I noticed in the beta, they're like, you would like knock people out or kill them and you attach this balloon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they just, they just go, you know, they float up a little bit. They, whoop, they yep, just, yep. you're like, oh, I got that's, rid of a body. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, Fulton uh, recovery system. Uh, oh. It was, it first showed up and uh, see, I, I sit around and I play these. I think I play these games several times a year, like all right. of them, several times a year. I'm like a freaking huge Metal Gear fan. And I uh, sit okay. on the, Wiki, the the Metal Gear wiki and I'll just mm. read through it constantly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that system first showed up in Metal Gear Solid 3, but it wasn't playable. It was just he used it at one point in the game to uh, get back to his base oh, uh, okay. without without giving away any spoilers. But it was used again in Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, which was released for the PSP and later for the 360 and uh, PlayStation 3. And it, it worked the, much the same way. You could knock out an enemy and latch this balloon onto his back and then launch him up into the sky. And then when he got back to your base, they, you know, your, your, your soldiers would brainwash him into joining your cause. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that's that's kind of how Big Boss operates, you know. <laughs> that's amazing. It's like I have a brainwash army. Yep. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize it did all that, but yep, okay. Because yep. I just thought it was like oh, that's a brilliant way to get rid of bodies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like Sam Fisher don't have shit on him. It's like, yep, yep. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, so um. So have you how. Have you been enjoying the game so far? Like, um, you know, like what are some of like, I guess you could say some of the highlights of it and then some of the stuff that you, you like, ah, I wish it would not do that. All right. like that. Well, this is I was really excited to talk about this. I've been thinking about it all day. Mm. Um, <laughs> like Nate brought up earlier that everybody was giving this game a 10 out of 10. Oh, and, wow. um, you know, he, he had mentioned with the whole advertising thing, how can you not, you know, give them a 10, out, give it a 10 out of 10. Mm. Uh, if you know they're paying you so much in advertising dollars, mm-hmm. anyway, this game is not by any means a ten out of ten. Oh, wow! Now, I'm not going to say that I dislike the game. I am having a lot of fun with it. It is a very, it's very good. The gameplay, the gameplay is probably some of the best gameplay I've, I've seen in a video game. Um, the stealth is amazing. It's so much fun. Last night uh, when I was playing. I had to come up on this base mm-hmm. and you know, it was kind of up on a hill and I was kind of down at the bottom and there were just soldiers all over this hill and little, and little, uh, little foxholes and everything, uh, you know, that they were just scanning the area. There was no way I was getting up that thing. So I went to one side of the hill and I just started sniping a bunch of these soldiers off and my sniper rifle doesn't have a, have a, uh, silencer on it. So they all hear it. And so they start coming, they, you know, they're, they're all looking, looking around for where the sniper is and they find out where I'm firing from. So they all start heading in my direction. Well, I hide and I sweep, swing around over to the other side of the hill. And while all of the soldiers are off the hill, I just mosey on up and into the base like I'm supposed to, or, you know, to, to get in. (laughs) Nobody found me. They never saw me. They, they saw the, they saw the gunfire, but they never saw me. So I was never actually spotted. It was amazing. It was so cool. Um, you know, stuff like that is really, really neat. You know, you get to fly around in your helicopter and if people are still pursuing you, you could pull, pull up the minigun and you can just start blasting people from the minigun on the, on the helicopter. <laughs> it is an incredible experience. I mean, wow. you can go in and you can, and you can blast away to, to, you know, at, at all the enemies and, and, and blow up communications towers and, mm. and do all this really cool stuff and still achieve your mission. I mean, or you, you don't have to worry about, 
I guess, always stealthing around like you did in previous Metal Gear games. So it's it's really, really cool in that regard. Mm. Now, the part about it that I don't like, and and this is a pretty big sticking point for me, and that's because I've, I fell in love with the Metal Gear Solid, Solid series initially because of the melodramatic camp almost <laughs> story you know yeah, the stories yeah, yeah. the characters i mean everything about it i just loved i just ate it up i mm. i i i fell in love i fell in love with game stories again after playing metal gear solid for the first time mm. and everybody always had these complaints that you know metal gear solid as a series there's too much too much story in it um and it's just you know, it's it's kind of a pain to slog through because you have to watch all the story and then you only get to play the game a little bit and you got another 40 minute cutscene or whatever. I mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the kind of fan for of the Metal Gear series, which there are a lot of people like me who loved it, loved mm-hmm. every minute of it. You know, everything mm-hmm. about it. We just loved all of the, the, the story. We loved the, the gameplay, just everything about it, the whole package. The problem is, is that after the initial first hour of this game that I've played so far, um, which has all that crazy over the top stuff. Nate, Nate saw whenever I was streaming it the other night, yeah. uh, there's a lot of crazy over the top stuff after that first hour. It's largely pretty much just sneaking around and sniping soldiers and, and you know, oh, wow, really? the beat of the game. And, and I like that, but I really, really, really miss, you know, that, that story aspect to, you know, the Metal Gear series that, you know, I, I come to these games for, you know, and, and it's not, it's not really there. Now there is a caveat to that. And that's that I haven't gotten that far into the game yet. So there could be a lot of it later on and I just haven't gotten there yet. But my initial thought is there is not enough story in this game. And it, it's, it's kind of a slog in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, you know, no story. So it's just like, I'm just running around shooting guys and I'm really not into that. You know, I don't play military games because I don't really care about that kind of stuff. So, well, I got, I got two questions for you. My first would be like, is, is it also because one of the things that I noticed when you were streaming was, you know, after you do the cutscene with the guy on the horse and he tells you a bunch of stuff, you pay, you basically get set into this open world, right? This big, vast open world. Now, in the other games where it was the experience, could you say was it a little more lin- uh, linear? Where yes, it, it kind of yes. totally. Okay. So totally. does that does that factor into that as well? Yes. As far as- and and one of the things about the Metal Gear games that I like is you know I'm an adult. We're all adults here, um, and we all understand the concept of not having enough time to sit down and play a sixty hour game. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. So I mean, when we were teenagers. And all we did was go to school and we'd come home and we'd just, you know, play games for hours on end. You know, that was no problem. Um, But now as an adult, and this is why I've gotten back into the retro gaming so much, is because I can can sit down, pop in Mega Man or Legendary Wings or what have you, beat it within 20 or, you know, two hours or so. And, you know, hey, I've got a complete experience and I feel feel, um, satisfied that I, you know, got to complete a game. Mm -hmm. Now this... You know, I'm lucky I have a four day weekend this weekend. <laughs> so I'm playing a lot of Metal Gear, but the problem is, is that I also don't want to be sitting around on my ass for, you know, 48 hours straight playing one single game. It's like I've got other things to do. I've got a I've got a lawn to take care of. I've got you know a, a wife to to spend time with. I've got you know chores around the house I got to get done. I don't have time for a 60 hour game. And that was what was great about the Metal Gear series, that you could conceivably finish the Metal, a Metal Gear game in like two or three nights. You know, you'd pop in Metal Gear Solid on Monday night and by Wednesday you were done with it. If you, you know, played every night, you know, played for like two or three hours every night. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's another uh, another big strike against it, in my opinion. Hmm. So you're, you're more into the cinematics of it, the the crazy story like you were saying yeah and uh, and one thing i, I know you mentioned earlier you see you don't really play co-op games or, or multiplayer games Not really. um does this game have any sort of multiplayer aspect to it like because from 
the images that I've seen and I'm looking at some of the streams now, the world looks incredibly large and mm. like you don't there's no online aspect like you don't like you can't like, all right, I need help with X, Y, Z. You know, Nate, jump on and, you know, help me out with this base or whatever. <laughs> like there's none. There's none of that. Well, um, there is a multi uh, multiplayer aspect to Metal Gear Solid Five, and there has actually been an online aspect to the last or to the last three major Metal Gear releases. Mm. Starting with Metal Gear Solid Three, there was a there was an online multiplayer aspect to it, but it's all separate from the main game. Uh, uh, it's so not like no... a co-op. It's more of a competition. It's like it's like um, we're gonna go play this map. You know, mm. kind of like with uh, you know, similar to like Goldeneye or. Or Halo, where okay. well, maybe not Halo. I think Halo has some co-op stuff, but you, you you get you get the point. It's like kind of player versus player. We've got like you know capture the flag elements and, and stuff like that. Okay, but it kind of surrounds around or it it, it centers around your uh, your base building. Now you can create fobs, these four operating bases, mm-hmm. and you can build these up using using money that you've accumulated in game and money that you purchased. From Konami, what? so there are microtransactions. Yeah, and you know you can you, you go and you can steal resources from from the uh, the players you're playing against, mm. bring them over to your bases, and and that's the the multiplayer aspect. I'm probably not going to get into that. I played a lot of the multiplayer, and I I did play a lot of the multiplayer with Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, and that was back before shoot i i i think it was 2005 2006 mm-hmm. something like that it, it was quite a, quite a few years ago and i play on my playstation 2 plug it into my you know i had to buy a modem for my playstation 2 and i plugged it in and oh yeah i remember that one yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and it was it was fun but i didn't but i didn't get into it after that and, and yeah I, I don't know i'm not going to have much of an opinion on it because i'm not going to really play it so Okay. I'm 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 with you, Tony. I'm not really into like uh, the multiplayer uh, aspects of games. I mean, I'll play it sometimes, like if I have a friend over, um, or you know, I want to, you know, like uh, finish some challenges. But I I'm with you that I love, you know, I play a video game not just for the gameplay, but you know, it has a good mix of a great story, yep, uh, great music. That's which is why some of my favorite games have been like. I love the Legend of Zelda series and I love Okami where I just I'm going on this journey and I'm I'm living the journey. I'm being part of the journey and the uh-huh. this story, you know. Mm. Okay. I totally feel that, but like I'm I'm kind of on the other side. Like I I like my single player experiences, especially my JRPGs. Um stuff like that, like I couldn't imagine it there being some sort of like I know with Final Fantasy IX, for instance, you could there was a multiplayer aspect. Like somebody could actually take control of one of your other party characters yep. while in battle. Um, but uh, it, I mean, that wasn't hugely popular. It was mostly still a first player experience. Mm. Um, but especially today, man, there's just some games um, like uh, good good inference. There's a there's a big uh, uh, there's a big Twitch streamer named uh, Fred X nine one nine, and uh, he's a big dark souls fan and i remember one time um after not i hadn't played dark souls at the time and i remember saying something to the effect of um you know like uh, you know this game looks like it would be better with with more intense co-op and he got so furious he was like <laughs> no no you keep multiplayer out of my dark souls like, i'm trying to push it in and i don't like it i want to do this by myself oh wow <laughs> yeah it's like wow Whoa, chill. it hits a button like the multiplayer stuff can hit a button depending on oh, the yeah. title you know yeah, what I mean? yeah that, that's another thing with like multiplayer because i'm the type it's like i guess just in general if i want to get something done i like doing it myself like sometimes yes there are times like oh i could really use some help right now but other times i'm like i could do this by myself leave me yep. alone I, well, I, I guess I'm the odd man out. I love co-op. I love mul- um, mostly co-op story. I'm not a big fan of multiplayer like competition tournament stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm the same one. Um, because it's just I, you, you run into a lot of jackasses, and it's yeah. just I rather not. And it makes the it just makes that aspect of the game 
just unfun because there's some guy who's been sitting there all day. He hasn't even played as the story mode, but he just got the game so he could just play multiplayer all day. And then he's like level sixty something thousand, and you, you just came up with your little level yep. two, and you think you're some you know you're hot shit. And then he just shows up like <laughs> I dominate your ass today, motherfucker. I was like, yeah. and I was like, oh god. I, I got I really got into World of Warcraft for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, see, I'm not an all. I don't like multiplayer, and I like playing stuff single player. Right. But I really liked being in the world with other people right. and being able to chat with them and interact with them. Yeah. And I mean, you guys can tell. I mean, I'm I'm a very interactive person. I love interacting with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that on my Twitter and all that fun stuff. But uh, I don't want to play with them. So <laughs> I would run around, they'd be like, Oh, can you, uh, you know, I see you're a paladin. Can you help tank, uh, for this or that or that? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> question mark. I never no question mark. None of the raids, <laughs> none of the end game content. I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. I just mm. wanted to go around and kill wolves for pelts and turn them into, you know, uh, <laughs> like you, you, you like the thought of the existence of other people playing this game. You just didn't want to see them. Like no, you guys I just stay over there with them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be in my corner well, over I, here. <laughs> like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, you're hunting for that thing. Cool. I'm hunting for this thing. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, can you give me? Can you give me some of the, your things? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you Somebody give me your coin. No. Somebody recently hit me up on um, uh, uh, stream, uh, Steam and they're like, you want to trade? I'm like, I don't know who you are. And yeah. your name and his name is Hacker. I was like, mm, yeah, dude. Heavy handed on itself. I yeah. don't think it needs any yeah. explanation as to why I decline. <laughs> I was like, mm, no, I decline on that. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, anything else you want to add about uh, Metal Gear that you? I did uh, want to ask. Oh, my second question. I never got to ask my second question. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the beginning of the game, when you were playing, um, there seemed to be this fire guy that like the yeah. soldiers were all shooting, and he's mm-hmm. just absorbing the bullets. Like, fuck you guys. I, I mentioned. I put it in the chat, man. He looks like if Human Torch and Deadpool had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this dude looks like, but. My question was, is this the first, because I don't really know much about the Metal Gear series, is this, like, is this something new, like, uh, bringing elemental-type magic-type stuff into it? Or no. They, well, no, I, I would, yeah. I, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, the, the character that you saw was actually a, um, I want to say he was a hallucination, or not a hallucination, more of a, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, He's kind of a specter of uh, of Colonel Volgan, who is the main antagonist in Metal Gear Solid Three, uh-huh. um, and and if you look at him like up close, he had all these bullets, like all these uh, the bullet casings, like latched to his or like ingrained in his body everywhere. Because when he died in Metal Gear Solid Three, spoiler alert for anybody, uh, he did <laughs> die. He's the main bad guy, but no. he gets struck. He gets struck by a bolt of lightning. And all of the, but he's wearing this big chain of bullets across his chest, both ways. And the bullets just all explode into his body. So that's, that's why he looked like that. Um, now the reason he was on fire and he was, and he was even there to begin with was, uh, the little boy that you saw in the, you know, he had the long red hair and the gas mask, right? He is a, an incredibly, incredibly powerful telepath and psychic. And he's very and he's very proficient at psychokinesis, and I mean he just can do all these crazy ass supernatural things, like make this apparition of this dead Russian warlord appear, you know, to all these people, and you know, pretty much kill them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so no, because this character also shows up later on chronologically in the series, uh, the okay. the little boy, and he's grown up. He lo- he shows up later on in the series chronologically, and he has some of the same abilities. Not necessarily with like the fire stuff and everything. He doesn't show that, but he's he can read minds. He can you know use telekinesis to uh, make manipulate people to do what he wants them to do. Like you know physically try to sh- make them shoot themselves in the head, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's always been kind of like a hint of supernatural element to uh, the Metal Gear series, but there's always some kind of scientific backing to it. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really what he was doing was 
was imposing hallucinations on everybody that saw what was going on. And that's, that's, that's cool. kind of what was going on, I guess. It's funny. When you said that, when you said make somebody shoot themselves, and just, uh, did you guys ever see a movie back in the day with Alec Baldwin called The Shadow? Yes. Yeah. Dude. As in. No? The Shadow okay. Knows? Yeah, The Shadow Knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was anyway. It, it, the main villain in that was uh, Gang, one of Genghis Khan, and and like he somehow had the power to be able to manipulate people's brain, and he did that to one of the guys. He was like, "Now put the gun to your temple." <laughs> and it was like some security guard or something. I don't know that popped okay. in my head. Anyway, nerd moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from you know, from uh, from my experience with Metal Gear, like I think I stopped playing around three, but I never played any multiplayer. Um, but yeah, it's it's always been a weird ass story, extremely long cutscenes, um, and a lot of stuff steeped in science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, until you play the game all the way through, that you know, some you're gonna meet some really like crazy enemies. Yeah, um, I think that, I think the the most outlandish enemies I've met has to be when I played um, the Raiden game. Um, oh, Rising? Uh, Rising, yeah. Mm. And I played it for PC, and it was just like, it's a short game, but it's just, wow. They, you, they're just like, well, you know, we're just going to put everything in the kitchen sink and some acid, and we're just going to make this happen. And because <laughs> the game is completely fucking ridiculous. It yep. is like, it, it's, it, that's one thing about that franchise is the ridiculousness behind just about everything they do and they keep that going and um um, it sounds like they're that's in this game as well yeah i mean five my bad i'm sorry to cut oh no yeah i I was just gonna say yes to an extent it is but like i said right now i'm not experiencing any of that it's just all kind of desert you know Yeah. yeah yeah if somebody goes and buys five like uh and and they're totally this is their first metal gear true experience or whatever are they going to even understand what's going on is it put together at least well enough where the the characters will still define themselves in that game or i've been is- thinking about this a lot and i've got a i've got a really good buddy who also has an xbox one and he wants to borrow this game from me when i'm done with it but the last Metal Gear game he played was the first one, Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, he's, he just hasn't been in the series, but he wants to get into this one because it looks so cool and yeah. it's getting these really good reviews. And I, I, I'm really struggling to answer this one. And the reason being because I am so, you know, I, I really hate to toot my own horn here. I'm so knowledgeable about this series, right? Like I've like all I do is read stuff on on you know, solid snake and naked snake and big boss and, you know, all these, all these different characters. And I just, I just know everything that's going on in this game. So I can't really tell, like, could somebody who had no idea going into this game really be able to pick and choose what, or pick out what's going on? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no story wise. No, they're not going to be able to understand what's Mm -hmm. going on. They're going to be like, I don't really get this. Um, I don't know who these characters are, who they're, you know, why they have these really strong relationships right at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go and you go as big boss, you go and save uh, Kaz, Kaz, Kazuhira and Miller, like one of the first mil- missions. And, uh, you know, there's just the strong bond between the two. But, you know, you might not know that if you've never played Peace Walker. Um, but then again, it might be acted well enough that you can just kind of pick up that these guys have known each other for a real long time. They've been through hell together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I would say they're not going to really understand what's going on. But you know, if you're into this kind of game and into this kind of action, you're going to enjoy it regardless. Because mm-hmm. they, the, the gameplay, like I said, the gameplay is phenomenal. It is so good, and it's almost worth playing that all on its own. But like I said, I'm really into the story, so. I don't know. Maybe that's why they did that then. Maybe for people, because they knew it was going to be a huge scale game. So maybe that open area experience is more for the people who are newer. So, and and I, and I completely agree with you. Um, like it's, it's more of a, they're trying to sell it to Uh a broader audience, you know, rather than just the metal, metal gear fans, you know, Mm. as if they were just selling it to metal gear fans, there would probably be a lot more, 
you know, story. As of right now, again, I haven't gotten that far into the game yet, but you know, that's that's uh, there it is. That's Word. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it sounds like it's fun to play. Um, I'm probably it's beautiful. We haven't mentioned it is beautiful. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Even over the stream, I was like, wow, this is. And the stream cuts it down a little bit. Like, I don't think that the GRL, the uh, Gaming Rebellion Live stuff, can do 1080p as of this moment. We're looking into that. But um, it was still beautiful. It's a like, pretty wow. game. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah. At even one point, I, I think at one point, Tony was like, look at that rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even tell that it's not real. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even want to know the amount of hours it took to probably make this game. Yeah. Um, I'll probably lose my mind with the answer. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, I think we should bring the episode to an end. Um, you know, I would say for people out there, pick up the game. It looks pretty awesome from the stream that I'm watching right now as I'm listening to you guys and listen to Tony talk <laughs> about it. It sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, don't forget to uh, follow us and subscribe to us on Stitcher and iTunes. Um, and we're we're in a few other places like TuneIn Radio. You can find us there as well. Um, but definitely check us out at our home at GameRebellion.com. Uh, that's where you find the main podcast there, which is Pondering Nerdcast. And, you know, definitely check out the community. A lot of good folks there. Check out all the articles. They're really fantastic articles that people who, you know, put in a lot of work into that, you know, to give you really good stuff. And um, until also next... Also check out, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it, but also check out Brazzle's other podcast, ah, yes. uh, Retroholics, uh, which is on Wednesday nights on YouTube, uh, Brazzle. Every, every other Wednesday at every 8 other Wednesday. So uh, if you're listening to this next week, it's coming out next week, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the following week we'll be, uh, we'll be streaming live on Twitch. Uh, at 8 p.m. and it w- 8 p.m. Central Time, and it will be um, covering retro-inspired games. Nice, nice, cool, sweet. So yeah, and that, that's that's check that out too. that's <laughs> audio and video, right? Um, video, yeah, we're on uh, we're on Twitch, but we also export to YouTube, and ah. we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Very cool. Yes. And uh, and guys, until next episode, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye, guys. Three she's house. <laughs>